Hello, welcome to the bits. Hey, ladies. We're here. We've got Quinn, we've got Claire, and we've got myself, Paulina. And we have a lot to talk about today. Mm -hmm. In particular, in the hockey world, there is a lot going on, if you've been following the news. Um, And then some local local news as well with Mm -hmm. the Oilers and the recent signing of uh, Corey Perry. So why don't we dive right into it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, we're, we're we're off to a, a, a tougher topic yeah. though today than we than we typically might be. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that said, as women who discuss sports, I think it is our duty to absolutely be talking about this. Um, we aren't going to go into the details, um, but we do need to talk about this. So this week, news broke that London police have told five former 2018 World Junior Hockey players to surrender themselves to the police in London, Ontario to face sexual assault charges in a high-profile case that um, has has absolutely now gripped the country. Um, so, of course, this is not an easy topic. Uh, what we will do right now is go over uh, what we know about the story. Again, not going into detail. Um, and of course, by the time you listen to this, uh, this is a developing story. Things are going to evolve. Uh, this, some things might have changed, but as of right now, again, five players have been told to surrender themselves to face sexual assault charges. We do not have confirmation at this time of who the players are, but what we do know is that five players, four of them in the NHL, have uh, taken a leave of absence and one from Europe is headed back to Canada. So from Europe, we have Alex Formanton returning to Canada. From the Philadelphia Flyers, Carter Hart, goaltender Carter Hart of Sherwood Park, Alberta, has taken a leave of absence from the Philadelphia Flyers. Two New Jersey Devils, we have Michael McLeod and Cal Foote have both taken leave of absences from uh, from the Devils, as I said, and then in Calgary, Dylan Dubé, uh, a couple of days ago, took a leave of absence, citing mental health concerns um, from the Calgary Flames. Again, uh, we don't have confirmation, but it is uh, widely speculated that those are obviously the players that are going to have to surrender themselves and will face charges of sexual assault. Yeah, so we've been taking in a lot of information today, um, and uh you know, and, and having a lot of discussion. I don't know about you folks, but I've been having a lot of a lot of chats with some friends about this. And so um, I'm kind of curious to hear, you know, what you know, what you feel about it. Like Paulina, you know, obviously um, the 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 details are pretty, pretty grotesque. But I think that, you know, you start you take one glance at the comments in some of these posts and you start to see that kind of terrible yeah. narrative of, of victim blaming and things like that and 100%. so you know how, yeah how are you uh, feeling about things so far i i would say um yeah if, if you haven't read some of the details of what happened i mean i i would urge you to do it if you're able uh to take that on um it's it's kind of heavy obviously the the victim blaming and shaming that is happening or that narrative or discourse that's happening online is completely inappropriate because at the end of the day this is a claim that a woman has made and she something that we do know is that after the incident occurred is she, she went to the police the next day mm-hmm. correct so 
do you know how she had a medical exam she had a medical exam yeah she went the next day and do you know how hard it is to speak out on something like that when it happens to you let alone report it to the police like statistically we know that it is very hard for women to do that to report these types of things to the police um obviously the the men that um are speaking out don't know how hard that is uh why would they um but i think speaking out in particular against professional athletes who have a lot of money behind them that's fucking daunting so Mm -hmm. i feel like this woman you don't claim sexual assault for like nobody wants to do that because Mm -hmm. of the the victim blaming and shaming and it it is a very shameful thing to have to go through i i think that people don't understand that this is likely not something that she's doing for fame or money because why why would you ever do that you know so um i i think that this woman is very brave i think we want to rally behind her um, it, it, you know, as Canadians, as Canadian women, we want to like support the fact that she has spoken out about this and spoken out against, you know, um, I mean, a, a field of sport that doesn't have necessarily the greatest history um, with handling these kinds culture. of things. So I think it's important that this is coming out and that she is willing to speak out about it. Yeah. Um, here, here. Yeah. I, I think, you know, Quinn made the point. Uh, maybe you can actually, if, if you have it, uh, you were saying. Yeah, um, so according to Rick Westhead with uh, TSN, he is a man who has broken a lot of these stories. Um, he is connected with multiple crown prosecutors who have worked, um, you know, have typically prosecuted sexual assault cases. And they have told him that based on news that these players must surrender to be charged, it means that the victim who uh, was called E.M., is committed to cooperating with police, testifying in open court, and facing cross-examination from defense lawyers. Mm-hmm. Highly def- highly skilled, well-paid defense lawyers. Mm-hmm. And so what I have to say right now is you are a badass bitch, yeah. mm-hmm. and we have got you, girl. Yeah. Yes, 100%. And I think, uh, you know, though those uh the comment section just avoid it altogether but even just in conversation i think um to be clear based on the facts that have been shared publicly and the amount of detail by the way and and these are based on facts based on investigations to date um this this is not uh, you know, a couple of teenagers that had too much to drink and then maybe regretted a, a decision uh, the next day or years later. This is this is assault. This is abuse. Um, what's outlined is 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 very mm-hmm. disturbing. Um, and yeah, so you know, it's it's from my perspective, um, it's late. It's extremely late um, for this to be coming well frankly it was it was put to bed by hockey canada with their money a hundred percent so i hate right now girls that we are standing here having to defend her rather than expressing how angry we are yeah Yeah. because this is i think the anger is coming through yeah but but yeah Uh, we're dialing it back frankly (laughs) yeah well and that's the thing like it's just like like i hate and this is such this is such a problem we face is that right now we're looking to defend this girl when it's like, mm-hmm. 
why Where is was that hockey Canada? Why is that happening? Mm-hmm. So actually, um, officials testified on Parliament Hill back in July 2022 that Hockey Canada has paid out 7.6 million dollars in nine settlements related to sexual assault and abuse claims since the 80s, since the late 80s, so ni- 1989. And that actually doesn't include this um, three and a half million civil settlement that came from the the criminal charges that were uh, publicly shared today. And so, um, you know, that's pretty crazy. Like there is a, a, a long, dark mm-hmm. um, culture here that has been all about uh, putting things like this to rest immediately. So what I read was that a statement of claim was made uh, shortly after the assault um, and Hockey Canada shut it down immediately. So there were no, uh, there was no testimony or anything like that. Um, they settled it out of court within a month uh, for three and a half million dollars. And just so you know, the fund that pays for that seven point, what are seven point six and plus three point five million dollars comes from minor hockey registrations. Which you pay. Which I pay. Mm. And many other yep. parents pay uh, around the country. And that is quite disgusting. So um, yeah, there's a whole there's there's multiple layers here where there's deep disappointment in in the players. And um, I, I have to say, of course, we feel for the victim more than anyone and their family. Um, but also all of the families and people who supported these players through the years and um, probably hold, held them to a lot higher standard. Um, Quinn, I'm sure you've interviewed a lot of them. Um, and, and you don't really see that on this side of it. And it's this, this dark secret culture that's, that's allowed to exist. In, and we've talked about it uh, before on the show yeah. where toxic, uh, toxic it's, culture yeah, and, and entitlement. Yeah. There has to be, there has to be a line. They're just, they, they, I think that they operate um, feeling like there's absolutely no consequences for their actions. So I hope what we do see if, if uh, there is a conviction and um, we don't know a hundred percent, like, who was involved or anything like that. But if there is a conviction, uh, these people should not be allowed in the NHL. They should not be allowed anywhere near hockey. On it, frankly, I hope they can't get a job ever again. But mm-hmm. Yeah, they can find out what it's like to be a criminal. Exactly. With a criminal yeah. record. Yeah. Well, they will not be allowed to leave the country. Yeah. And, so, I, and I hope well, it's a lesson <laughs> to to future generations. Well, what it, what it does give me hope for is, is that future generation because – this is precedent setting. It is high profile. It's going to be everywhere. And as hard as that's going to be for the victim. And that's why we have have your back because this means something. You are holding these guys to account who for decades, since 1989 and well before that, have gotten away with it because boys will be boys. And there's this bullshit support or you know, victim mm-hmm. shaming or whatever, whatever that is, no more. Yeah. These guys, I hope they are held to full account for what they did. That is the only way that any healing can start to begin um, for mm-hmm. anyone involved and for 
anyone who supports the game of hockey in Canada. Well, and it's interesting because I know that you said like, you know, it's kind of a dark culture that you don't really know about. But I mean, I was a sports reporter. I covered junior hockey for a lot of years. And I will tell you in one city that I coached junior hockey, it was an incredibly openly toxic place. I have been told that after the fact that the coach, after my first day of practice, went into the locker room and said, she's hot. One of you needs to fuck her. Jesus. And so for the rest of the season, when I covered that hockey team, none of those players had any respect for the fact Absolutely that I not. was there to do my job. Right. They would come out in a towel and tell me they hoped that the towel would fall off. Um, so it isn't a secret culture, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And I'm also hopeful for all the young girls who want to go and cover hockey that they don't have to face that anymore either. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that happened. But like, here's the thing is, yeah, at the time it was bothersome. Nothing physically happened mm-hmm. to me. Right. And so. But you're right. It, it's no secret. Yeah. It's pretty. I, it's I pretty shouldn't have used the word unapologetic. Secret. In fact. Yeah. Maybe I should have said stormy. This like dark and stormy. Yeah. yeah. Culture yeah. that nobody wants to shine. Well, a light on. And, well yeah. I think part of it is uh, <laughs> people don't want to know the dark Here, toxic the side of it they're just I, like no we love hockey it's canada's sport nothing's wrong i have kids in oh hockey yeah, and we're right you know there. and yeah. you, you're a mom you have kid you have a kid in hockey like we all love hockey we want we all watch to be, the nhl exactly nobody wants these things to come out but the fact is that these there is there are these issues and yeah. here's the thing i never said anything either mm-hmm. right yeah. so five years late um extreme bravery um making change and uh it's it's gonna be tough to watch uh, but you know what that like i said i think that's the the silver lining is that this this has to be a point of change yeah and we we talked about those comments we know that's the vocal minority the rest of us we have to be louder now yeah she's gonna need all the support yeah we, we can, have to we rally behind this yeah. girl because it is a country captivated by the story and we need to have her back through this all yeah yeah, and there's going to be a lot of messy discourse um, happening about mm-hmm. this, uh, either online or with friends, family members. It's just the way it goes. But yeah. um, So I'm sure we will talk about this again. Um, we'll probably be talking about this for years As to it come. goes, yeah. <laughs> but um, on the show, I'm sure we'll talk about it again as things kind of come to light. Uh, but yeah, we wanted to kind of update everybody and – obviously share our uh, you know share our thoughts as uh female sports fans and also um women who host a sports podcast yeah all right we have some local hockey news uh, specific to our oilers yeah um, overshadowed uh for sure a little yeah but also it was big news and big then news. all of this other stuff kind of came out but uh, Corey Perry was signed to the team, and there's been a lot surrounding him. So how do we how do we feel about Corey Perry? Yeah, well, interesting um, dotted line to our previous topic, right? Because I mean, it's all part of that that culture um, that needs to change. But uh, I will say I was uh, not feeling positive about it when I first heard that he was joining the team because of the headlines that hit a month ago, I want to say. Um, 
when he was let go of the Chicago Blackhawks. However, upon reflection, um, I would say that he, it, what it appears, what we know, we don't know a lot. Not a lot has been shared publicly. Um, what we know is that he fucked up at his job. He got fired for it. He then took accountability, accountability publicly and apologized. And uh, according to his press conference uh, with the Edmonton Oilers, has been doing a lot of hard work to better himself. And uh, I think that says something. You don't see or hear that very often uh, in players that make mistakes. And um, we know, we uh, hope, we know that it wasn't criminal um, because there would be charges laid. Um, and uh, you know what? He is a bit of an asshole to play against, and I think he's going to help us in a playoff run. So I have high hopes. Yeah, so reports are that he had too much to drink, made a pass at a female employee who worked for NBC who covered the team. Yeah, fireable offense. Um, An absolutely fireable offense. Completely inappropriate. Um, Wildly inappropriate. Absolute zero tolerance in the future. Um, But we do want to give those people second chances, especially if they apologize. They take accountability for their actions. And you are correct. At the end of the day, he is sandpaper that the Oilers need. He's the guy that you love on your team and you fucking hate to play against. I love that. And you hate him when he's not on your team. Can we? How do? What do you mean by sandpaper? My dumb. You, just he's, like he's, he's grading, he's, he mean he's grading he's, against. Yeah. Uh, so when he's not on your team, he's sandpaper. He's grading. You don't yeah. like to. Okay. Uh, my my hate for Corey Perry started back in 2017. Me too. Um, when bad blood for the Anaheim Ducks, and uh, and basically got away with a very controversial goalie interference uh, that changed the course of our playoff run. Um, and I was in Anaheim for that game. Quinn, you were as well. And I was cursing the the flags on the street pole, like the light poles that had Corey Perry on them. I just hated him. And I have hated him ever since. I hate the Ducks <laughs> so much. Me too. And you know what else I hate about the Ducks? You know what their cheer is? Quack, quack, quack. No, no oh. that's Mighty Ducks. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, well, that's what it should be. No, they say... Let's go, ducks! Oh, that's so dumb. Ducks! Ducks! Go, ducks! Go! Obviously, yeah, go, uh, ducks! No, let's quack, go. quack, quack, quack! Yeah. <laughs> Don't quack. be stupid. This is this is my duh-ucks. problem with Anaheim Ducks fans. Like they, it's right there in front of them, and they can't fucking take it home. But the fans but you know were what? actually He's... great. We took over that entire house and they booed us out of there. Of course rightfully. they did. So, but yeah. the fans showed up that were there. They were good fans. And um, so, so I but don't he's hate a former, the fans. He's a former duck. And former Blackhawk more try and, recently. We're going to try and forgive him for that. But no, I mean, the thing is, is like people make mistakes. Um, obviously, we've talked a lot about culture this is right in line with that. We're not excusing it for a second. Um, this is not at the same level of severity. Um, and I just, I hope that, I mean, Edmonton loves a redemption story, right? Like, here, well, there, here's people where are making, you come when you fuck up and get fired from your from your team. Hopefully. People are making comparisons to Kane, of course. 100%. Because he came and kind of rehabbed his image. 
Um, so they think that the same can happen for uh, Corey Perry. For sure. And before that, Cassian. And before that. Right. Um, All the way back to Craig McTavish. A hundred percent. He was someone that nobody wanted. He went through uh, a, a, a really difficult personal situation that was quite public as well. And yeah. So, you know what? Let's see what happens. Expectations are going to be really high. The one thing that also I was, you know, worried about as a fan was like, I really didn't want him to fuck with the juju in the locker room because something is working in there and getting someone new, especially someone surrounded by controversy, um, might not be the right move right now. And you're already managing somewhat difficult yeah. personality in Evander Kane. So, right. yeah, so we know yeah. that Oilers have been on somewhat of a hot streak and like what if uh, you know they suddenly lose the minute they get Corey Perry uh, what are the chances we're completely putting all that blame on Corey Perry right. at that point. I think it was Elliot Freeman that said uh, both Connor and Leon were consulted before signing which honestly I really did figure that this did not happen without Connor's approval there's just no way yeah um so that says something too agreed i trust in connor and leon so do i okay well thank you for listening to the bits and we will we'll talk to you we'll talk to you next week we'll talk to you next week or we'll see you on another time we'll see you then or see you on another time or we'll see you very confused i don't know if you're coming or not on another time (laughs) i can't take you seriously (laughs) is it the tooth Uh, yeah just so you all know paulina did this entire episode with no front tooth. i took out my retainer for this episode because i knew you know what it's not important i have no front tooth anyway (laughs) kudos to the ladies for uh not losing focus while looking at my face okay we love you goodbye goodbye